Welcome back, Creatures of the Night, to episode 64 of the Collecting Dead Man podcast. I am your host, as always, Stephen Zeman, and want to welcome you back to another week of talking Undertaker merchandise, memories, and more. And if before we get started in this podcast, please make sure to leave me a five-star rating or review wherever possible, and make sure to subscribe to this podcast wherever you get your podcasts, as I am available everywhere from Apple, iTunes, to Spotify, and everywhere in between. And make sure to follow me on Twitter at CollectUpDead and on Instagram at CollectingDeadMan. And uh, just a little bit of podcast news before we get started on the week. Uh, last week, as you know, I did not drop an episode as I we dropped a wa- couple of watch-alongs instead. Just felt there wasn't enough to talk about last week. You know, not enough uh, Undertaker news, not enough uh, weekly purchases. Uh, so made sure to drop a watch along in its place. And that watch along was, of course, with Canaanite 10 as we discussed the up, the leading to and event of WrestleMania 17, where the brothers win big as Kane takes home the Hardcore Championship and Undertaker adds to his illustrious winning streak by defeating Triple H for the first of three times. And of course a couple days later after that dropped it was the uh, power and the gold of the WWF as the Brothers of Destruction put on uh, put up their tag team championships against the two man power trips Intercontinental and WWF heavyweight titles at Backlash 2001. And uh, so those are up there for your listening pleasure. Please make sure to check that out on the podcast uh, platforms and also on YouTube. And if you make your way over to YouTube to watch our video, please make sure to subscribe and give that, co- give that video a like and a comment as well. As it greatly helps out the channel and it helps out this podcast to be spread through all the creatures of the night worldwide. And just some updating, um, some updating the uh, the watch along schedule. Canaanite uh, Ten also um, recorded Judgment Day, two thousand one, uh, along with some bonus Kane versus Albert Intercontinental Title matches. So that will be dropping uh, sometime this week. And also this week, I will be recording a watch along of the Phenom uh, Undertaker documentary with Alex Dorio of Talking Taker, and also we'll be recording the monthly gimmick matches of uh, The Undertaker's two last ride matches, one with JBL and one with Mr. Kennedy, with Randy Turco this week as well. So we have uh, plenty of new watch-alongs coming your way in this coming week. Uh, They're being recorded and then will be uh, put up for your listening and viewing pleasure. so those two, uh, those two are coming your way. Uh, those three, I mean. Uh, so make sure to be on the lookout for them. So let us jump right into episode 64 of the Collecting Dead Man podcast, as always, with Tales from the Grave. Tales from the Grave. So this week in Tales from the Grave, as always, that's why I run down a favorite top 10 or top 5 list of anything Undertaker related, and also give you the updates of anything in Undertaker news or Undertaker figure news as well. Um, 
so jump right off the bat we and under and not really undertaker news but really wwe news uh we lost uh two uh wwe officials over the weekend uh dave hebner and timmy white uh timmy white uh very influential in undertaker's career more than dave hebner is timmy white you know refereed many of Undertaker's more uh, classic matches, and also was always there with The Undertaker whenever I met him at Comic-Con. So he was uh, Undertaker's uh, handler, road agent for those Comic-Cons. Always nice to chat with Timmy White. I made, I made sure to uh, talk with him a couple times uh, when I met The Undertaker. So it is very sad to lose anybody in the wrestling business, uh, but especially someone as influential in the Undertaker's career uh, as Timmy White. So that is very sad to lose that. And also uh, the big news of Vince McMahon temporarily stepping down as CEO and chairman uh, until then there's an investigation going underway. So until that's cleared up, um, it's very weird to have all this uh, come out at once for uh, the wrestling news. but. Can make sure to get that out of the way because there really isn't any Undertaker specific news of the week. Uh, just that the biography is coming up on July 10th. He is the first of the biography special. So as I mentioned that um, in the past episode. Uh, so that is uh, very cool to see that he is the first uh, episode there on July 10th. And um, there really isn't any Undertaker news or really any Undertaker figure news as well as San Diego Comic-Con is coming up shortly. Uh, so I'm sure if, you know, we'll get a look at if there's any Undertaker news, I mean, under Undertaker figures in the news by then, that's when they sh uh, Comic-Con should have uh, the drops. And I, just like last year, uh, I will be doing a, a San Diego Comic-Con uh, exclusive episode running down what is revealed, what to look for, where to pre-order these things. Uh, so that will be an exclusive episode as well after those after that information comes out. Uh, hopefully that uh, hopefully Undertaker is in uh, Elite 100. They say they should be revealing the uh, rundown of Elite 100 uh, at San Diego Comic-Con. So hopefully he is in that series. Uh, we know that he is in that uh, Greatest Hits wave where I talked about a couple weeks ago, which should be coming out later this year. So we can only hope that he is in the Elite Series 100. And, um, and the only other Undertaker figure news, it comes to us by my good friend from Instagram, my podcast partner uh, for most of these uh, watch-alongs, Canaanite10. Um, and it's not really new Undertaker figure news. It is really old Undertaker figure news that I didn't even know existed as he uh, showed off a tag team catalog UK exclusive set where it was released sometime in 2002, uh, maybe mid-2002 based on it being a WWE branded product. Um, and he noticed that the Undertaker's uh, Titantron, which is modeled after Titantron Live Series 13. It has the signature on the leg, the last of the Tron, as we know. Uh, but there is a major difference. A major difference that I asked him if it was true, and he confirmed it. Uh, that Titantron Live Series 13 Undertaker has the ponytail attached. 
This Undertaker figure does not. It is the same sculpt, it is the same figure, it has the sculpt of the little uh, peg in the back of the head where the, where the ponytail would plug in. As we know with all these badass Undertaker figures, if you have not ripped off that ponytail sometime while playing with this figure back in 2000, 2001, uh, were you actually playing with Undertaker figures? Uh, but this is the same Undertaker head. It is painted over that peg hole where the ponytail pe uh, pegs in uh, and almost molded over to give the impression of a short hair Undertaker as he looked in 2002. Um, so it is the only Undertaker figure that I know of with this head sculpt, uh, with the short hair, with the no ponytail in the back. Uh, if there is another one, please let me know in the comments of when I drop this podcast episode. Uh, but it's the only one that I know of. Canaanite 10 brought it to my attention after I asked him if it was true. So quite the interesting development with that Undertaker figure news. So uh, another thing for me to hunt is this tag team catalog set. It is extremely rare being only issued in the UK. Uh, so hopefully I'm able to get my hands on this one as it, as it is one of the only examples or the only example that I know of of this type of figure. Um, so that is it for Undertaker Figure News and Undertaker News of the Week. And we will uh, jump right into my weekly top 5, top 10 list of something Undertaker specific. And this week, since last week, I uh, not last week, but two weeks ago, I talked about a top 10 Undertaker 2 packs. So this week is a top 5. And I decided to talk about my top 5 favorite looks of The Undertaker. My top 5 favorite attires, I would say. And coming in at number 5 is The Undertaker's attire, his look at uh, WrestleMania 9. The gray with the long hair in the face, uh, with the gray gloves, the gray tie, with the um, coming in with the, the crow. Just that whole, like, the middle of the road dead man, you know, not his really, um, his debut with that type of, you know, the mullet style hair, but I like to hear how he looked at, like, the end of 92 to the end of 93. Uh, so I just picked WrestleMania 9 as an example, because just that presence of his entrance there, how he looked, that's, that's one of my favorite looks of The Undertaker, the end of 92 to end of 93 Undertaker. The, uh, the dead man style so that is number five for me and hot off the trails of number five number four my uh, favorite look of the undertaker is the uh, the dead man purple the around late 95 uh, early 96 uh, so he you can I can mix in with the, the phantom mask in there but just around losing the phantom mask he has the dark black hair uh, he has the, the purple gloves, the purple tie, um, the uh, purple brimmed hat. Uh, it just pops, like I said many times, I love the purple uh, attire and look of The Undertaker more than the gray. Just like how it, uh, the color pop uh, just makes it more of a more, more threatening Undertaker. And of course that dark black hair, like how he has against Diesel at WrestleMania. 
that's how I envision that purple style Undertaker. You know, just fresh off losing the Phantom Mask, but you can add, I can add that Phantom Mask is right in there. But that's one of my favorite looks of the Undertaker. So he comes in at number four, and uh, number three, I would put in one of my uh, my third favorite look of the Undertaker is the the badass um, the badass debut uh, where he would wear the the denim style uh, shirts with the uh, long trench coat. Uh, he has the ba the bandana, the sunglasses. Uh, then when he came in at Judgment Day 2000, all through like up until like the end of 2000, that look of the Undertaker right before he changed the singlet and jeans leather pants look, the uh, you know the denim style cut off shirts with the uh, trench coat, the bandana, and the glasses. I thought it meshed both styles of his character together so well, uh, with him having the trench coat, but also him with the new style denim and jeans and the bandana. I love that look of the Undertaker's badass, uh, probably more than I would like, you know, the Big Evil or the uh, the the, the uh, Dead Man style bad badass afterwards, like two thousand one, two thousand two. Uh, so definitely, uh, that style of Undertaker we meshed both together is uh, coming in at number three on my list of favorite looks of the Undertaker. And so uh, we're down to the final two. Top five lists go by really fast. And um, so we are down to the final two. And coming in at number two is um, how he looked from like 2019, 2020. I love how he meshed the, the ministry style tank top with the uh, dead man style pants, the uh, faded side of his hair so he would keep the hair long on top and in the back. And he would have the look faded on the side. Um, how he looked at Super Showdown against Goldberg. Uh, Extreme Rules tagging with Roman Reigns. Um, and then, you know, the mix of how he looked in the Boneyard. So both styles meshing together. Uh, I thought it was really a cool look for The Undertaker. It, ma it mashed up a lot of eras. Mashed up a lot of attires. And I thought that look... Uh, really uh, solidified, you know, bringing a lot of it together uh, at, in the closing end of his career. So coming in at number one is, of course, my uh, favorite style of Undertaker. The Undertaker, that the attire that I grew up in, that look, and that is the Lord of Darkness ministry. How he looked at the end of 1998 with the... Uh, the, the dark black hair, the goat, the, uh, the dark beard, uh, forming into early 1999 with the uh, Beelzebub satanic goatee uh, with the, uh, the ponytail style hair as we saw around uh, WrestleMania 15. So those, those looks meshed together of the Lord of Darkness, Ministry of Darkness. Uh, I, 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 counted as one big long tangent as he formed the ministry at the end of 98 and he didn't really get you know that look really down until middle of 99 so um so that's where i would rank that look so of course you know number five coming in the middle of the road dead man 92 93 uh phenom uh purple dead man at number four uh debut american badass at number three, 
with the trench coat and the denim shirts. Uh, end of the career, end of the road, Undertaker in 2019-2020. And then um, Lord of Darkness, Ministry of Darkness at number one. As uh, yeah, I really thought that, you know, since that's the Undertaker I grew up with, that's the Undertaker I associate the most darkest aspects of his character and just his attires there with that, uh, the cutoff black as we saw all through 97 and 98. Uh, that black shirt and then forming into the ministry style, um, you know, morphing shirts of having that ministry logo and different colors surrounding the TX. And then just all that look of that satanic darkness of that character. That is my top five looks and attires of The Undertaker. Uh, please let me know what yours are as well in the comments of uh, on Twitter and Instagram when I post the episode. So let me know what your top five or even top ten looks of The Undertaker. I felt ten, uh, ten would be too drawn out, almost talking about all of his attires. So I made sure to shorten it because he has so many looks and so many attires that you can really... Uh, pick apart and you know really uh, pinpoint different things and and really draw it out to 10 but I thought making it condense it to 5 was the uh, better idea so uh, next week I'll have a top 10 list for you and um, we will go from there as always as we do each and every week now here at Tales from the Grave I think uh, doing this uh, top 5 top 10 list really gives you more of an insight into um, my ways of thinking, what are my favorite things, what do I consider Undertaker's greatest things, and I hope that you are enjoying these lists as well as I enjoy making them. And so we move right on now to two weeks of weekly purchases, and i uh, looking forward to sharing with you what has entered into my collection in the past two weeks. Now, in these two past weeks of weekly purchases, it is brought to you by things that have come into the mail by USPS, UPS, FedEx, by way of eBay or Macari, and also some awesome gifts that I received from my good friend Canaanite 10 that I can't wait to share with you as well. But we will get to the weekly purchases side of the segment first, the things that I have purchased myself. And a couple of those things are that I got the uh, Lord of the Brothers of Destruction Undertaker bobblehead from WWE Shop. Uh, made sure to just get the Undertaker side of the Brothers of Destruction bobblehead. I didn't need the cane side as it is not something I will be opening to display. I will not display the bobbleheads. Uh, so I didn't really need the cane. Uh, so this Foco Brothers of Destruction bobblehead gets added to my other many Foco bobbleheads. So uh, that came in the mail from FedEx. Um, also, I got the Titantron Live Series 1 Black Bar variant style packaging of The Undertaker. Uh, picked that up along with two Ministry uh, Series 12 Bendums. Uh, I already have, <clears throat> excuse me, I already have a very mint. Um, I have a very mint condition ben, uh, Series 12 Ministry Bendum, but it was such a great deal from the same seller to add it 
to a very Titan live I was getting, I would say, you know what, why not? I could always uh, sell them or trade them down the road, maybe open one to display. So as you know, as rare as Bendoms are becoming and as sought after as they are becoming for some reason, one or another, uh, it's always, you know, you never want to pass up on Undertaker Bendoms, I say. Uh, so that was always a great addition uh, to the collection to, you know, the, the Black Bar variant, the Titantron Live, and also the um, the two Bendoms. I uh, got that along with the, uh, the, WB, the WWE Shop Focal Brothers of Destruction Bobblehead. Um, I also got, I also purchased a couple things that did not make it in time for this podcast episode. Uh, hopefully by next week's episode, I'll be able to talk about it as... They are very uh, great things to add to my collection. I'll, you know, three things I was looking for a long time um, to check off my checklist. Uh, three things that are becoming increasingly rare uh, nowadays. Uh, so I will be talking about that hopefully next week's episode. As um, I'm looking forward to talk about those three things that I purchased. Uh, so getting now into the gifts that my good friend Canaanite 10 sent me uh, as we uh, do gifts exchange for each other because uh, we have become so close as friends, uh, you know, through doing this podcast and the watch alongs and just talking on Instagram. Uh, I send him things, he sends me things, and some of the things he sent me in the past couple weeks is he, uh, he knew that I needed the Undertaker Burger King plush still sealed in the bag so he surprised me with that he surprised me with uh, two Undertaker tops poker chips one of the Undertaker himself and the other one give Undertaker given the last ride um, he surprised me with the Undertaker bangers two-pack uh, box set with him with Undertaker's head or oh, not bangers bungees I mean Undertaker bungees it's like the the magnet head box set of Undertaker and Rock. Uh, I talked about that on Buried Alive on one segment of those medallion, uh, this medallion game with the magnetic head. Um, so of course that was fun to receive in the mail and of course uh, surprised me with a couple of Undertaker trading cards that was so uh, so nice of him to send my way. And uh, he told me of a few other things he picked up that came to his address uh, so he will be sending those my way and once I receive them here at my place I will talk about that as well uh, so I, I should Canaanite 10 I know you're listening I appreciate everything you do I appreciate that you do this for me and um, I'm looking forward to discuss the other things that you told me as well on here uh, but so make sure to listen next week on weekly purchases as I'll be talking about the things that I picked up on eBay that I'm so happy to add to my collection and uh, eventually when I get uh, the things from him I can talk to you about uh, his continued uh, awesomeness and generosity that he sends all things my way but that is it for the two weeks of weekly purchases Uh, make sure to tune in next time as I know that you are just on the edge of your seat wondering what I picked up and um, as once I have it in hand, I will talk about that. Uh, but we move right now to Taker's Mark, where I talk about a favorite match of The Undertaker's career.
Taker's Mark. Taker's Mark, that's the segment of the show where I take a favorite match of The Undertaker's career, whether it be something that's underrated or something that uh, people talk about more often than not. Uh, so it could be any type of match for The Undertaker's career. Just give it my uh, two cents on the match, talk about it. And um, usually if we are nearing a themed pay-per-view, I talk about those type of theme matches. But the uh, next pay-per-view on WWE's docket is Money in the Bank. And uh, Undertaker has not been involved in many ladder matches. Uh, only a couple. One, the most, most famous one is the Jeff Hardy Raw ladder match for the Undisputed title. The other one, a uh, TLC match between Edge at uh, One Night Stand in 2008. And, I also, and he also had a hardcore match with Jeff Hardy in uh, 2008 that was kind of like a uh, or 2009 that was kind of like a ladder match but um, you know so those type of things so I think I've already discussed those uh, so I was just going to talk about a match that um, I just rewatched the other day with Kane and Knight 10 and I don't think I really talked about it much here on the podcast and that is Judgment Day 2001 Undertaker versus Stone Cold Steve Austin for the WWF Championship. Um, now the reason why I talk about this is because I feel like this match is a bit underrated. Uh, you know, a lot of people talk about the backlash encounter with the, the two man power trip and the Buzz of Destruction. You know, the Undertaker and Austin, uh, wonderful rivalry. Uh, great matches together. I know a lot of people think they don't click as well as Undertaker does with other people, which is true. Undertaker does click well with other superstars like Triple H, Shawn Michaels, Rock, um, you know, superstars of that caliber. Didn't, didn't, you know, didn't mesh as well with Austin, but still put on great brawls and fights together. And like I told you, some of my favorite matches, you know, the fully loaded first blood match, uh, King of the Ring 2002, I mean, not King of the Ring 2002, Backlash 2002, um, you know, um, Cold Day in Hell, 97, where The Undertaker defends his championship against Stone Cold. Uh, Highway to Hell. Uh, mostly every encounter The Undertaker has with Austin I really enjoy. And this one is no different. Judgment Day 2001, uh, the brothers facing the two-man power trip in separate matches, four separate titles. Kane earlier in the evening, victorious against Triple H. Uh, a bit of a, uh, a muddied... Uh, finish with Austin hitting Triple H with a chair accidentally instead of Kane, uh, which gave Kane the win. Uh, but uh, so you, you're expecting shenanigans as well in the Undertaker match, and we are treated to everybody's good friend Vince McMahon on commentary. Uh, so you know he's getting involved. You know he's getting beat up sometime, and of course he does. He gets on beat up later on in the match by getting himself involved. Um, you give you know Undertaker and Austin good back and forth action, great brawling, much better than the uh, uh, Backlash encounter in my opinion. Backlash I know started off uh, started off slow for some reason. I don't think they ever really found their good footing in that Backlash match. But Judgment Day, you know, they were right off to the races in my opinion. Undertaker cuts off Stone Cold in his entrance, uh, much like we've seen before. Undertaker and Austin do to each other. Uh, but this one, you know, they're working so well together. Uh, you know, they have the no-holds-barred action, so it's no DQ. Uh, so they're fighting a lot outside the ring. Uh, when they're inside the ring, you know, low blows are given. 
things, you know, chair shots. And then, you know, as you get closer and closer to the end, you know, you have Triple H coming out, getting a, uh, a choke slam for his trouble. You get Vince coming into the ring. Everything, you know, helping to heal Austin, uh, trying to keep his title. And then Undertaker, of course, gets hit with the uh, sledgehammer. He gets hit by the sledgehammer with Triple H, knocks him out. Uh, and just before Kane can make the save, uh, the referee counts to three. So uh, Stone Cold keeping his title, a muddied victory for Stone Cold, just as it was a muddied victory for Kane in a way. So one title changes hands, one doesn't. Of course, a two-man power trip loses their tag team championships the next night on Raw to Chris Jericho and Chris Benoit due to Triple H's uh, legitimate injury of touring his uh, quads. Um, so uh, it's just down. It Really, this is the last big night of the two-man power trip. And then, you know, you have heel Austin on his reign of terror throughout the rest of 2001 until briefly losing the title to Kurt Angle. And then, um, yeah, so, and then, and then officially again losing the title um, later on in that year. So, um, when they do the, um, the undisputed title at uh, Vengeance. So, um, not that bad of a match rewatching it with Kane and I 10. Uh, you know, I'm not usually a fan of matches Undertaker loses, but I know he has done so many times over the years so you just have to accept the fact of those and sometimes the matches are really good the ones that he loses and this is no exception uh, I really enjoy Judgment Day 2001 just like I enjoy the other matches he loses to Austin his first blood match his highway to hell match just as I enjoy the many matches he defeats Austin in just like the cold day in hell and uh, backlash 2002 uh, so they um, they do well together, not as well as Undertaker does with many other opponents, but it is a match I recommend going back and rewatching. It is available on Peacock, it is available on Daily Motion, it's available anywhere you can get these uh, usually online. Uh, so I recommend giving that another look. I also recommend giving Insurrection 2001 another look. The handicap match between Undertaker and the two man power trip, where the Undertaker must, def must pin Stone Cold to win the championship and although he wins the match he only wins the match by pinning Triple H thus not becoming new WWF champion and that is something I will talk about I think next week on Taker's Mark is I am on a big 2001 Undertaker kick at the moment much thanks to Kane and I 10 and our watch alongs of the Brothers of Destruction story so next week hear my thoughts on Insurrection 2001 but until next time, uh, we will get right down to Buried Alive. And uh, Buried Alive segment is, of course, where I take a weird or what the F piece of Undertaker merchandise, bury it alive, and say why it deserves to be on the ash heap of Undertaker merchandise history. you heard me do that rundown of what I do on Buried Alive. You know, we've done it many times here, as we always do. Talk about weird or what the F pieces of Undertaker merchandise. And this week, really, no different than any other week. And um, this week is courtesy of Disguise Inc. 
and that is an Undertaker child's costume. Uh, this currently can be found on eBay uh, for $50 shipped. So it's a great, you know, good price for a vintage costume. Something I probably will end pick up, uh, picking up for my collection to display. Uh, but um, the reason why it is being buried alive is because it is just so hideously made. Uh, the child's costume, I don't even know if what kind of child this will fit as the way it is looks like it is made out of a black garbage bag to be honest and it is just cut in like I, it has no form or shape to any type of child unlike those awesome um costumes like in those bags i talked about i think before the the style costumes i wore as a kid as undertaker to my catholic uh, kindergarten and first grade Halloween parties. I dressed up as the Undertaker back-to-back -back years uh, in those costumes that you would get in those bags. It was form-fitting. Uh, the material was awesome. Uh, you got like a full uh, full head style mask and everything. This one looks like it's made out of a black garbage bag. And I'm not kidding. You have to go to the eBay listing and see this for yourself. Uh, it is listed as Vintage 1999 WWF WWE Titan Sports Undertaker Halloween Costume Ch Childs. Uh, child's Costume. And it, I don't know what Disguise Inc. was doing. It looks like it is made a medium. So a child, uh, I think it says ages 7 to 8. But I don't know what they were going for here. It has very minimal designs. It has like the the gray little silver things at the top and the silver crosses in the middle uh, no design on the legs but it looks like they just cut out uh, a trash bag and just made no form or shape to it the mask is looks like a cheaper version of the uh, Undertaker full head mask but it has like a, a piece sticking up on the top of his head that I hope is removable but doesn't look like it and may be able to be perforated off and um, yeah it's just I, I really can't describe it more than just being looks like it's taken from a black garbage bag I think that describes it perfectly and um, yeah that's basically you know, once I saw this on my search, I was like, yes, this is the Buried Alive segment for this week. I really had nothing better to top this with. Uh, Disguise Inks, uh, child costume of The Undertaker. And um, you just have to um, check this out on eBay for yourself. I will, of course, have a photo uh, on this on the uh, episode description uh, so you can check it out for yourself. But that is the Buried Alive segment of the week. That is episode 64 in the can, Creatures of the Night. I hope that you enjoy this as I hope you enjoy everything I put out each and every time on my podcast. Uh, please make sure to follow me on Instagram at Collecting Dead Man, on Twitter at Collect Up Dead, on YouTube at Collecting Dead Man Podcast. And make sure to give me a uh, follow, a subscribe, a like, a comment, uh, and leave me a five-star rating and review where possible. And as always, Creatures of the Night, make sure to check me out next time 
same Undertaker time, same Undertaker channel, as we keep on rolling, baby, as always. I hope you have enjoyed this episode of Collecting Dead Man. Please continue to subscribe and leave us a five-star review where you can. Follow me on Twitter at Collect Up Dead and on Instagram at Collecting Dead Man. Check out my Linktree page so you can find the links to all my merchandise stores, where you can find wherever this podcast is available, and where you can subscribe to my YouTube channel. Hit the like button and subscribe there as well. Please continue to support this podcast in any way you can. And until next week, Creatures of the Night, keep on rolling.